So, uh, <clears throat> Coach, we're going to start this podcast off of uh, of the idea that we are otherworldly. <laughs> oh, Coach, that's funny. Um, all right. So, my name is Sherry Wilson. Oh, what? What, Coach? I said that's true. We are. Yes. We do, we do not think the way – you know, I – well, I'll get distracted, but I love systems. And whenever you talk about systems thinking, my heart just gets so happy. <laughs> and uh, so, Coach, owner of Genius uh, Al Limited Company, and um, you know what I do? I, my, this is, okay, so this is my philosophy. So I was writing out my philosophy yesterday, Coach, which one of them for years has been to always give your best stuff away for free. I mean, I do that. Um, mm. and it's made me actually a lot of money. People think you'll lose money. You don't, you actually make it cause you truly care about people and you want to help them, you know, and then people are willing to pay you. Um, but also another one that I want to hone in even more this year, I am a person who makes the individual I'm with feel like they're the only important person in that moment. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. That's, that's, that's what I do, Coach. Thank you. Hey, I kind of practice that when I look at my sweetheart every day. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Ditto. I'm talk, talking to you. There's nobody on this better than you at this moment, right? And that's life. why you're <laughs> happily with your sweetheart, Coach. A lot of people don't do that, and they end up, you know, <laughs> alone. Yeah, I, yeah. I just saw somebody, uh, you know, break camp after 42 years of marriage. Oh. I was like, what? You waited a long time, love. Sure uh, but, did. All right. Yeah. Oof. Well, you know, I am Greg McNeil, Coach Greg McNeil, owner of Room Counseling Services, Coaches Corner and Empowerment in New Mexico. And I am um, a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> I'm pop of two baby borbles and one um, uh, nine-year-old carrier. You know, one of the things that I, I'm thinking about that, because I'm saying this right now, somebody says, well, how are you living your life? And then I'm looking around, and I said, I'm living it. Right. I do things that make me feel good. And living from that perspective, it allows me to help other people feel good. So when you get past the idea of, he said he's a stay-at-home guy. It's like, what I'm really saying is that everything I do is a part of what my life plan is. And that's what I like to share with other people. Me it's too. as varied as the snowflakes that fall from the sky. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we excel with people, help them to discover what it is that they want and not trying to chase down the lives that somebody else is currently living. I love that. Another part of my philosophy statement I put in there that goes with that coach is um, I empower people to live in and on purpose. Yeah. You know, and you know what I'm finding, coach? The smallest things bring a lot of joy, like your your dogs. Uh, I like my little twinkly lights in my fireplace every Sunday when me and Mike nap. I mean, there's just like the little things, coffee in the morning with that first piece of chocolate. You know, it's like... Just that's, that's the recipe of happiness. It's not the nicest car, the nicest house, and having a title. No, it's not because it, you, we're talking about anything that's something, anything that can be taken away from you is not really yours. Mm. So the things that you really have that you can enjoy, 
right? They have to be something intrinsic, right? Because everything else has a shelf life on it. Even, even we as people, we can only be in this body on the planet for a certain length of time. Even if you live an extraordinarily healthy lifestyle, you still have a certain length of time before, guess what? You can't be here anymore. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I think about that, then so it's like, you know, what's the most important thing? So when you say small things, small things become big things. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, when you think about your life with your sweetheart um, over the years, it's all of those small things that make you feel good. Right. And, And they become the big overall. Like picture of your relationship, the collage of your relationship, you can think of all of those things that you did because you prioritized what was important. Right? <laughs> well, and I can tell you, we didn't have fancy houses or cars either. We were po. So it was it was those intangibles, like you say, it wasn't the, you know, I'm gonna make you tons of money so you can live a comfortable life, which I don't mind wealth at all, but it was those little things. And him going to work every day. Fat coach, it was so funny. I was training um, my PA a little bit uh, Saturday. And I had started this project with my ceiling fans. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if you notice, but usually above my head coach, I have the three light thing, just like a cap sitting on top of me. And Uh I hate fans that have those three and four (laughs) And so I bought these really cool, like more modern, clean lights, but I found out, Coach, you have to have the the cap. So like if you buy a fan without a light, you know, it has that cap on there and you can take the cap off and put a light. They don't sell those caps. And I'm like, where did the caps go? I thought we used to have caps you could buy if you wanted to take off your light, you know? So I was so frustrated. So I showed Mike. He's like, oh, I'll just take the lights off. And I said, oh, good. I said, when can you do it? Because, you know, I'm excited. I want to get done. He said, I'll have it done by uh, Saturday. And I was like, okay. So Saturday gets here, you know. And I said, well, just text me when you're done. I'll come get them. He's like, okay. And so I'm training Darina. And I'm like, you know, I need to go change my laundry. Uh, you know, put it in the dryer and stuff. So I walk, and there are those caps already done sitting on the bar he snuck in I, I didn't even hear him I it's like there they are and I told you I said that made me so happy because then I can do my fans while my PA is working I mean it was just that little thing right there that's all it takes and a lot of people they get distracted they don't realize it's the small things that make life very rich Okay, I think we can kind of like take that and just kind of like keep on moving. I know we were going to talk about something else, Coach. Yeah, (laughs) you know. So, how about you know, with what you were just saying, what you just said about the small things that I want to say? Did you say keep everything moving? It just makes life rich. Yes, it does. I mean, so one of the questions you you said, you know. I want to talk about scattered thinking. Yes. And I start thinking, well, what do we think is the cause of scattered thinking? Yeah. Right. And, and I was thinking about it and what you said just now really hit home about making one's life rich. Right. That comes back to me in my mind with knowing 
what it is that you really want most, right? As opposed to what you think you want, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like, I know, for instance, when I'm walking around the house and I was chuckling the other day because I'm looking at the dogs, I go into one room, then I go in another room, and then all you hear, you know, here they come, <laughs> right? And these are human-sized animals. Yes, here they are. We're talking about so you don't want to trip over one because you're going to fall a long way to the floor <laughs> but i look up it's like well dad's going to go out and do this dad's going to it doesn't matter what i do there here they go right yeah we're going where you're going yeah and i stopped one day and i looked at it and i just chuckled and i thought this is what i enjoy doing this brings me great joy and anything else that comes into my mind as an opportunity or something that I might have to do, I always weigh it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I find myself deliberating. If I have to take an action, which one am I going to take? And they always end up being decisions that allow me to be in a sort of like the situation that I'm in right now. Here's my girl right here on one side. Here's my old guy right here. My young boy is in the front room, right? You know, uh, I guess you could say looking out for things. Yeah. But that's yeah. what it looks like for me. And when I'm in that place, I'm not scattered, right? Mm. If I'm trying to do all of these other things, like how am I going to do this? What about my dogs and all of that? I start to feel scattered and then I'm I'm not comfortable, right? Yeah. And then so it brings me back again. So what's important, <clears throat> right? What's important for you, not what's important for me or them, but you. And so when I'm thinking about that question, okay, well, what causes that? And I think for me, what comes to mind is not having a real clear and concise idea of what you want and where you want it. Yeah. 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 And, and what I have found, Coach, when you live... Uh, and the reality we're discussing, which is very free. Now, people need to understand it doesn't mean we're without ambition. Yeah. You know, like that we got we got things we're working on. But what it does mean is we know what to work on because of the things we know are most important. It's and it's and then what happens, what's interesting is those things that you think that you want, actually you find you really don't because it will take away the things that truly make you happy. You know, it's like if I look at the um, service at the chamber, you know, there's a, a couple of committees I would love to be on, but mm -hmm. that would take away from what I actually want. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it, yeah. so that that ability to focus in on. And I think that in having goals are obviously important. I mean, we, you know, we talk about that a lot, yeah. but knowing what you want is even more important because then your goals will line up with that. And, but I think that we, um, too often will either make goals like financial goals, business goals, personal goals, but we lose sight of those little things, if that makes sense. 
Yes. So then yes. what happens is we build a business and we build a life that is causing stress and a scattered feeling versus building a business in life that protects those small things that are mm. most important to us. Does that make sense, Coach? Absolutely. And I think you just described you just described my situation in a in a very different way. Like, I mean, I'm busy. I got a busy schedule and I you could we could talk about all of the plans that I have, but at the end of the day, there's a certain way that I approach my life, especially right now going forward. Um, and for me, what am I willing to to dedicate my time to? Yeah. Well, a lot of that obviously is going to come down to knowing really what you want, what you're after, and having a clear idea of what's going to make you happy, feel joy, or whatever that is. So I know for me, working 90 hours a week, making a whole bunch of money, but then you return home to a relationship that is shattered. Your your home is not all that great. Um, so now your life is being lived for something that is impersonal, like a company. You can say, yes, yeah, my business, but it's still quite impersonal, right? Yeah. Because you're not really deriving the things from the business that you want to, yeah. right? Because everything else that forms a scaffolding or context for that building is out of sorts. Coach, right? I've seen people that they start off great and then they start that very scenario that you just mentioned of, you know, working, working to build. Because I think another thing is, you know, like goal, goals are definitely future, but life is now. And yeah. so you got to make sure that you're living life now. And so I just got done reading this book, you know, how I am with true crime. And uh, it was a guy that him and his wife had been married for 20 plus years. She was a homemaker. Mm -hmm. He was an exec during the, the tech boom where, you know, okay. software and all that was, and yeah. he was pretty wealthy. Well, that became most important. And so when he would come home, there was no, there was nothing left. And even though she was a great wife, there was just nothing left. And so the human heart's need for companionship and affection automatically turned him to a co-worker. Before you know it, he bashed his wife's head in while she was playing piano. You know, now obviously most people, <laughs> most people won't have that situation, but they may find their marriage is gone. They may find their kids don't like them. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can kill or murder. Okay. You, and when you think that, excuse me, nearly everything that comes into us from a sensory perspective, right? Mm -hmm. We ground them in touch, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of that, you see it, right? You see it, but somehow or another, Something else has to go on. You need other processes that go on so you can really get a clear picture, you know, like um, of what that is. Yeah. And um, and I think where I'm, I was trying to go somewhere with that and then my head started kind of like, <laughs> I, I started drifting off. But I think where I'm trying, I want to just come back to the idea that um, if you are not really connected in your relationships, if you don't really know what's, 
you know, like going on and what's important for you. Um, it's not surprising that we can see some of the things that happen like we do. So yeah. um, in this piece that you were talking about, you know, the guy comes home and he bashes his wife's head. Um, yeah, he does. But she was probably dead months or years before he actually took her life because of the direction that their relationship was going. 100%. When he got, yeah. So when he got to the point where he would take an action that he took, the relationship, the connection, even his own sense of sanity was already gone. He had lost his perspective, right? And so when we start talking about why is your thinking all over the place? Well, for starters, you have to look at who is setting your values and what it is that you pursue, mm. um, what you think is most important in life, right? Um, if you are a leaf on the ground on a windy day, then you kind of get blown here and there. And that's what a lot of scattered thinking looks like. Or you could say more tangibly, we see people go out and spend money and buy things, clothes, properties, automobiles, other recreational vehicles, let's just say, but they're not buying them because it's something that they need. Right. Mm -hmm. They're buying them because they think that a thing can um, accomplish something that only human interaction does. Right? That's good, coach. So when you say like, um, how do you phrase that? That that people like you're living a lot like where are you getting the idea of living life from or something like that? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, what is your, where does the idea of what your life should look like? Where is that coming from? Who's determining what that life should look like, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, comes back to that one song called Little Boxes. When people don't understand what that is, what that means for them, they're drifting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're in the drift. That's interesting. I just started reading a book this morning um, called The Psychology of Money. And the guy was talking about how, you know, most people approach money as math. You know, so you need uh, this amount for your emergency savings. You need this blah, 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 retirement, et cetera. He said, but what his study has found is it's actually the psychology aspect that will determine whether a person creates and maintains wealth. So he has seen people millions mm. and millions and millions of dollars that do that very thing. They buy all the fancy stuff. They do this, they do that. And then an economic downturn comes and they have nothing because it's all in assets. They don't really own versus a man that just steadily worked every day as a janitor, put his money, you know, and he died with $8 million and was able to, you know, give $2 million to his kids, $6 million to a charity he loved. I mean, and he said, what, what generation you grew up in will determine how you view money. And it's kind of oh, what you're saying in a way of like how you, how you got your worldview. Is it the one you want? If it is, all right, own it. If it's That's not, right. make the change. You had better make the change, right? Because it's really important because... So one of the things that we can 
clearly recognizes that as we move through different phases of life, our values change, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that, uh, how can I say this, that we go from being one person that someone knows to something radically different. I'm just saying that Typically, as you move down the evolutionary journey, you you tend to have a clearer idea of what you want and where you're going. Again, if you do not know that, um, and then you're going to find that you're living this scattered existence. And trust me, if you don't know what you want from life, you can be living a scattered existence from nine years old to 90 years old, right? Mm -hmm. So there are some things that we do that literally hurt our ability to come out of places of chaos, let's just say, right? But what is it, you know, like, what is it that you're after? You know, like, what do you want your life to look like, right? So when I listen to people, it's like, tell me what you want your wife, wife. Well, for some, that <laughs> might be it, you know? <laughs> yeah. What do you want your life to look like? You know, like, what do you want these things to envision? Like we said to the class last week, you know, the last thing I said, you know, see it in the end. What does it look like? If you have an idea of what your ideal life looks like, can you see it? And when I notice that a person is not able to see it, that tells me something about where their thinking is, right? Yeah. And I'll just say this, if um, we can get challenged in our lives, obviously, but if we stay in a place where we are consistently doubting um, what we think we can do, when we look back on the road, we find that um, we've traveled a long ways and the things that we think we have, um, they don't value. They don't bring that value. They're, they're just things. Because even though we might have accumulated them along the journey, we accumulated those things not because they were something that we deeply wanted, but it's almost like a program. This person has a new car. This person has a new house. This person has this, right? So your life is set up to follow other people. And yeah. if you're doing that, when you get down the line and then you look back and it's like, yeah, you got all this stuff but you are a miserable person because the things that you really need, what we come back again, the mustard seed things, size things in our lives, the small things, we didn't attend to them. Mm, that's good. Right? And so, so the asset, the noun, right? The thing is now we're hoping that the thing takes place of the lived experience. Yep. Right. And it just doesn't. I mean, it's like you're okay, man, you you got a you got millions of dollars and you've lived your life this way, but now you're 70 something years old. Mm -hmm. And um, you don't quite look as good as you used to. You don't have all of that kind of energy that you used to have when you're now you're just a 70 something year old person. Now, what are you going to do with all of that? Right. I mean, you just, you broke down. You can't do anything now, but just look at pictures. All you can do is look at stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I, 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 in, I was reading this book. Um, no, I was listening to a, a training yesterday and the guy said, you know, when you get to a certain age, you start looking at, okay, you, you get in touch with mortality and that, 
you you now know you've probably lived more than you have left. And, and I think it's almost like, you know, when you're young in your twenties and thirties, you're trying to figure things out. But I think my best advice would be, again, it doesn't matter age. What do you want? What do you want it to look like? What does, you know, your core values, how do they operate in a, a, your dream life, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I would say, as far as a time management perspective, I'm going to tell people out there, if you're not careful, and we talked about time recently, but I want to I want to kind of um, wind down with this, Coach, is that if uh, don't let time be a bully. I think you said that. Are you being yeah. bullied by time? And are you being by, bullied by other people's time? Well, that's yeah. what I was about to say because yeah. a lot of people. That's the myth. It's not. It is. Mm -hmm. You have said yes to things, or you mm -hmm. have trained people how to treat you, and you need to pause. So, like, if we go back to the story I was telling you about pre-show of mm -hmm. the renter that kept interrupting the meeting, it wasn't the renter interrupting the meeting. It was the one who was supposed to be running the meeting that was yes and so that's important because if you're not careful your scattered life is actually the result of you number one not knowing what you want but number two thinking that everything is just as important and like you said if if you think everything is important then nothing is that's right and so that's it's right. like you've got this lady who locked herself out well she'll just need to figure it out until you're done with the meeting you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just how it is. That's adulting. And I think a lot of times people don't realize they just go with these flows. Like, probably shouldn't say this, but when, I, I just want all my clients who listen to this podcast to hear me. Because <laughs> this is where truth meets BS. If you tell me that you're going to do something on a specific day and I agree to that, that's because I need it that day. And if you contact me the next day or the day after or the next week, I probably won't respond because I needed it that day. And now I'm right in the middle of stuff that I cannot stop, right? Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. I don't live on your timetable. Mm -hmm. I live that's on mine. And that's how I facilitate my life in such a way that I get to live it how I want. And I think people need to figure that out. And, uh, and I, I delivered that most excellence and integrity, uh, with my work, but I'm, I'm not going to allow people to jack with my time. I remember when I learned that it was the most freeing thing ever coached to understand. Mm -hmm. And you know what a lot of my problem was ego. That's what mm. it was. It was ego. I didn't want people mad at me. So yeah, Figure out what you want. Learn that you are the one that controls your time and your schedule and begin to adjust to what you want and look for any ego things that might prevent you. So that's my uh, parting wisdom. Coach, do you have anything to add? No, I think what you just said is, is, is um, spot on. You know, it is. Do, uh, you know, what you just said. Um, manage your time. Yeah. Um, and in that process, you'll find that knowing what you want, what you want to do, where you're going, what you want to experience and all those things will help you manage your time. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to get clear on that. 
And so what you were saying is just listen up. Though what is it the scripture said? Those who have ears, let to them hear. hear right? Yes. Because <laughs> lose you know, your ear. The fact is, you never get time back. You don't. We are playing with an awesome chess master, mm, mm, right? That's good. And coach. you know, and it's like, and they never lose. <laughs> that's right all right guys we'll leave a review if you have any topics you want us to discuss uh to discuss us to discuss uh let us know and we'll see everybody or not really see everybody but we you will hear our voices in your earballs next week (laughs) that's right